Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Your boy Willa Food checking in, man. West Side's finest, man. Not just jumped out the porch with dirty glove best. Alright, so we got the legendary Willa Fool jumping off the porch with us today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And how you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I can't complain, man. No, for sure, man. I appreciate you coming by, man. And go ahead and introduce who you got sitting behind you today, too, man. Oh, man, it's my, man, it's one of, one of my dogs from the hood, from the west side, Lil' Greg. My dog, Ace, self-paid, Mr. No Cuffin. I don't know if you're familiar with the song, No Cuffin. It, it was like oh, one yeah. of the biggest records, like, a while back. Absolutely. This is dog right here. What's your name, dog? King. Okay. And it's big right here. Right yeah. For sure, man. Nah, that's yeah. what's good, man. Yeah. All right, so let's take it back to the west side, man. Right. So, Will of Fool, growing up on the west side. Yes, sir. What were you into as a kid, man? Man, uh, same, you know, the same stuff the average kid would be into. You know what I mean? Um, she grew up in a home, pops, mom, you know what I mean, grandma, all that. But, uh, you know, as, as I got older, pops passed away. You know what I mean? Grandma passed away, so she had to do what I had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how old were you, would you say, when you jumped off the porch then? I say, shoot, probably like, man, I got money early, bro. So I don't know, probably like 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what inspired you to first start making beats at first then? Man, really, I was, I was doing music. Like, my grandma had me doing music, like, when I was like six. So she kind of like, I didn't really understand what she was doing at the time. So. Hmm she pretty much forced me to do it. So I had to learn like that music theory and all that stuff like that. So um, I was playing all type of instruments and, you know, just being a different, like, how can I say, like aspects of music, mm-hmm. you know, I, not just hip hop, like I was doing jazz, all this type of stuff. So, you know, I got introduced to different genres of music at an early age. So um, I say by the time I got, I turned 16, I, I started to like venture over into producing hip hop. Okay. So I say about 16 years old. Were you using hardware or were you using software at the time? Man, software. Okay. Yep. Start off on Fruity Loops or what you were you using? Yeah, Fruity Loops, yeah. Okay. Uh, FL, for sure. That's pretty much the only thing you know we knew at the time. Like <laughs> we in school and we couldn't use the computer. Like, you know, they tell us, don't put that, you know, on the computers, but we doing it anyway. So, you know. Um, that was pretty much the generic one to go to, the go-to program. Yeah. So, did yeah. they have YouTube tutorials back then, or how'd you learn how to um, how to work the programs and everything? Man, shoot, pretty much. I'm well. I had a partner um, that showed me, so he ended up showing me how to do it, and then I eventually ended up catching on and 
I ventured over into other programs, so, you know. Okay, what, were you, what else were you using there? Um, Reason. Okay. Studio One, you know, yeah. like that, yeah. So what were these early beats sounded like? Like, were you mimicking Man. other producers or? Look, I ain't gonna lie. Um, Zay Tobin, like, Zay Tobin was like the inspiration at the time, you know, out of high school. Zay Tobin was, he was, he was the only thing killing right, like, in the game, like, Gucci, like, you know, just being able to, like, like, look at him and just hear, like, anything new that's coming out, because we always would go to, like, the underground Atlanta. I don't know if you're familiar with underground, mm -hmm. but underground Atlanta was, like, at the time, that's, it was, like, the, like, uh, the music mecca, pretty much. That's where you would go to go buy your mixtape CDs, or, you know, that's where you would go to get, like, all the, like, up, you know, update on anything new that's coming out. Yeah. So we would get, like, all the DJ screens, mixtapes, and, you know, Gucci had a whole bunch of them shit, so we would go, you know what I mean? We would just go down there and get them. Like, me and my brother, we would go down there and get them. So Zaytoven was just up and down from 1 to 20, whatever it is. He doing all, everything, so you know, he inspired me a whole lot, you know what I mean? And being able to work with him now, like, you know, and being able to call him, like, bro, woo, 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 you know, you know, it's a life changer, bro. Like, That's a major blessing. Just, just right being there. able to see how far I came from listening to him to be able to, like, get in the studio with him yeah. and really put some stuff together, you know what I mean? It's a life changer, bro. Like, you know, the hard work really pay off for real. No, absolutely, man. Yeah. So who were, like, some of the first rappers to jump on your beats, even right. if they were just local, right. even, like, people you, you in school? I'm gonna tell you, like, Man, I believe we could do a movie, bro, for real. Like, I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm from Bankhead, the West Side, right? It was not that many producers on my side of town, like, to really, you could come to their house, get a beat, record, get it mixed down, and walk away, you know what I mean, with a finished product. It was probably me and DJ Plug, cause me okay. and DJ Plug's classmates. Yeah. You know, we went to school together, so. It was either, it was me, DJ Plug, maybe one or two more people, but you weren't really in Mercy. I don't okay. know if you're familiar yeah. Mercy, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, shoot, but on the west side though, you know, it wasn't too many people, like it was just me and Plug. So if, if you couldn't go to Plug, you hit me up. So that's what I did. I started getting my name out like that, like in my hood. So I'm like, hey bro, you know, shoot, come get a beat. I ain't charging you or nothing, just come get one. Oh, but really? You're just you. giving away, huh? Yeah, I'm getting them away. So I, I ain't, I'm gonna charge you to record though, but come get a beat. So that's how I'm getting my game up, my, my craft up by, you know what I mean? Like just giving my beats out. Oh, hey, you know, you got a hook or something? Like, so I'm, I'm building up my, my, you know, making my sound, developing my sound that way. So I'm making like beats for all the local artists in the hood. Like, you know, the rich kids at the time. Okay. Rich kids at the time, Johnny Cinco at the time. Yep. Well, they had their group, uh, Yaki and Five, mm -hmm. the helicopter. So you so see, yeah, you up on, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, bro, I ain't gonna lie. All the artists, pretty much, my ninety percent of the artists that you know that are out today from Atlanta, been in my house. Rollo, Future, Big Bank would even slide to the house and grab a CD. You know <laughs> what I mean? For some beat, you know, some beats or whatever, man. Everybody was coming to my crib, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, could make a movie out of that, bro. Like, I got a whole roster of people that's like A-list artists right now that would come to my crib. You know what I mean? So it was just your bedroom? Was that the studio room, or how was it set up at that? First, house? it was like, uh, at, cause my house was like two layers. So 
you would have to go outside to go downstairs. You couldn't just go downstairs inside the house. Hmm. So it started off at the top, but then I ended up moving it down to the bottom because I had so much traffic coming. Like, <laughs> man, I'm waking up, man, my phone, like, man, off the meat rack, like, so many people calling, bro. I, I ain't really get no sleep because people wanted to record so much, you know what I mean? So I had everybody coming. Rocco would come to the, you know, come to the house and grab a CD. Like they would all come and record, like all come get beats from me, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how'd you get your producer tag? That infamous will of Man, it's, <laughs> it's food right here, Is right? It? We in the studio. <laughs> we in the studio. And um, man, he just like, man, he like, bro, you need to make you a tag. I'm like, bro. I ain't about to make no tag, you know what I mean? He like, man, just try it. He like, just try it. So I ended up making one. So I ended up having the one, you know, the William at first, but then um, I don't know what just, um, I don't know. I think my, my other partner, Charlie, he told me to make another one because people can't really like figure out who that is, that first <laughs> tag. So I had changed it to the, to the one I got now. Okay. So yeah, to make it a little bit more noticeable, like, so if people, when people hear it, like, oh, okay, I can find them on YouTube or, you know what I mean? So you've been running with that one for a while, like right. what, over 10 years now? Right, right. That's wild, man. Right. And so Cinco's the one that actually brought Future to you? Right, yeah, right, yeah. Um, man, Fire would come to the house, like, shoot, he'd have, like, some hot wings or something. We eating, <laughs> and, you know, he, uh, he was really, like, i say Johnny Cinco was pretty much the one that pretty, I, de- I developed my sound a lot more with him because he would come and he would give me different hooks. But he was more so like hands-on than any other artist that I dealt with. E- even the A-list artists, like he was more like hands-on, like he would tell me what to put in this, put this in. You know, I hear this, I hear that. So we would pretty much develop a, a song from, from nothing, you know what I mean, from zero to a hundred. So he was pretty much more like the more hands-on, more interactive. You know, like I get in the studio with Future, like, I don't know, it's probably just so much of the chemistry we had, you know, we ain't really had it. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk much for real, like, hmm. I'm coming in, he play a beat, the song done in like five, ten minutes. That's it. So, like, we got hundreds of songs like done in probably less than a week or so you know what i mean so you know but five cinco we was pretty much like he was pretty much more hands-on like more interacting like he would tell me like okay this this is what i'm feeling today or you know where i want i want you to he would push me to my limit like he would you know make me do things i normally wouldn't do you know production wise you know what i mean so yeah yeah but five Five, man, we did a lot of work. Like, he had a lot of, we had a lot of hits, like, in the, in the street, for real, for real. Nah, and uh, we had this song called um, Ask Your Ho About Me. Him that's the Yaku one that Future on. jumped on, right? Right, so he, he um, came to me with that hook. So I ended up making the beat, you know what I mean? And I think he went to the figure eight and played it. <laughs> I think he went to the figure eight and played it. I'm not too sure. But then he was like, bruh, this is way before any Future, anything, like, we still ain't got no money, no nothing. We still broke as hell, you feel me? So he like, bruh, I gotta get Future on this. But at the time, I'm like, who the hell is that? You know what I mean? Who is this Future? was before Rax, This right? is way before Rax, way before 1000, way before all this, right? This is way before this, like, 
like, bro was really, you know what I mean? We was really like, really trying to get it out of the mud for real. Yeah. Like we was getting it out of the mud for real. So he like, bro, I'm gonna get future on this. But at the time, like, I didn't know who he was. So he brought future to the crib. Future, he heard the song, he's like, bro, I gotta get on this shit. I gotta get on this shit. So he came to the crib and recorded it. And that's how I ended up developing a relationship with Future at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what'd you think of Future's music back then? Because like you said, you didn't know who he was and right. his style was so different at I didn't the time. Know, I didn't know any of his music at the time. But when I, when I heard, I think it was the first song I heard was um, Notice Me. And I, I really liked that song because it was really going in in the club, like in the street, just period, it was just going crazy. So I didn't, at the time, really hear too much of his music. I guess due to the fact that, you know, the internet and everything else, and I just wasn't really going out so much because I had so much work, so many people calling my yeah. phone, like, I'm always in the studio. So the time I did go out, you know, I did hear something. You know, that's what I heard, the Notice Me song. Okay. Uh-huh. So recording Dirty Sprite, did you guys know, like, this is going to be for the project? Or were you guys just stacking songs Man. at that time? <laughs> Bro, that was a crazy ass, like, that was a crazy, like, process. Bro was, <laughs> I'm talking about lead everywhere, like, but it was a lot of drugs, bro, like, every, like, I think that was just high music, bro. <laughs> you know, it was a high time, bro, for real, for real. Um, we ended up connecting after he recorded the song, and um, shoot, we was just communicating every day, you know, pulling up to the studio, just recording, like, recording. Recording, recording, recording. I didn't necessarily know that um, the songs that he picked was gonna be on there, but shoot, you know. <laughs> nah, it did what it did, man. Yeah, man, what? I didn't even expect, like, I guess because I was so much on the inside, you know, just basically on the inside of the storm, I didn't really have, like, I'm still having an issue with that today, like, you know, like, just being able to, like, just deal with these people, like, personally, I don't see the actual aftermath, like the, the, the how can you say it, the, uh, like the actual damage it does, like when a person's on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. So I still have like a little bit of, you know, difficulty with that, you know, cause I'm so focused on dealing with these people on a regular. So yeah. I don't see what these other people seeing on the outside. Yeah. Nah, definitely, man. Mm -hmm. So uh, what was it like kind of just watching, you know, Dirty Sprite take off as it Bruh, did? That, cause it, it had, not only the internet going crazy, but the whole city of Atlanta was turned up Bruh, with that shit. Everywhere you went, you couldn't go to no club. You couldn't go to a club in, a, in, in Atlanta and not hear Future from, like, Future was playing the whole night. You couldn't <laughs> go to, you couldn't, you, you didn't hear a car. You, you know what I mean? Every car was playing. It was like, a, I don't know what you call it, like a pandemic or whatever you want to call it. Like, he really, we really started a, a whole wave, bruh. And I didn't really understand that until, after, you know, after that. So, like, I'm telling you, like, everybody, like, Dirty Sprite, everybody had lean, bro. Everybody was drinking lean. Everybody was getting hot. I don't, like, everybody was doing some of everything. You know, that, like I said, that was just some high music, bro. Like, everybody was just, I don't know, man. It, it, it kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> it kind of scared me a little bit, man. Everybody wanted to be like Future, bro. Yeah. Everybody wanted to, to do, everybody wanted to be free band. Like, everybody just, I don't know what he did. I don't know what the music, I don't know what people, it was just like everybody was in a trance. Like everybody was just hypnotized. 
Yeah. Like he had everybody like locked in, you know what I mean? And he, I, 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 I honestly could say like, man, he told everybody to just jump off a bridge, everybody would jump off, <laughs> like for real. Thankfully would, he didn't say that. Like, yeah, thank, you know what I mean? He, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying like, that was the level of like the, like how he had the public, how he had the yeah, he had masses. that influence like, at like impact. he could say anything and they would just do it. Yo. So how did Tony Montana get created? Man, he was so high, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was so geek, bro. Man, I can't even explain it, bro. Like, when you go, like, have you ever been in a session with, bro? Mm-mm, not in the like, studio. Like, bro, we got, we got to, I got to take it, bro. Like, the process, like, his process is different now, but, like, when he hear a beat, bro, he don't, he don't stop until the record is done, bro. And sometimes, you know, you'll have, he'll have, like, your little patches here, but for the most part, bro, he don't stop until the record is done. Like, and the record will be done in, like, five, ten minutes, bro. Like, the man is like a machine, pretty much like me. That's how I do in the studio. Like, it don't take me long to make no beat, like five, 10 minutes, and I'm on to the next. Like, I'm, I get in those modes to where, like, it's like, it's like a hunger. Like, I'm trying to, I don't know. It's just a creative thing, like, up here, like, that, that I go through, you yeah. know, in my process. But the Tony Montana, um, that record, man, he just went in on it. I can't even really explain it. Like he just went, like how he how he records, bro. Is just it's gonna blow your mind, bro. Like you go in there, bro. Like he he really, I don't know. He get he get in this little mode and he just don't stop, bro. Like he ain't stopping. Like he like he'll record in the next. Like when you walk out the studio, it be the next day, and he's still up. Like I ain't not, nah, bro. I'm going home. I'm <laughs> going home, dog. Sleep. I'm going home because I done I done did it so much. I'm going home, bro. Mm-hmm. So what'd you think of the record when it was finally done? Because I remember when it dropped online, it was pretty split. People either loved it or they hated it because right. it was so repetitive. Right. Man, I'm going to say this. Um, shoot, here in Atlanta, like, it was the, it was, it was the, 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 the top record at, at the time. Mm-hmm. The radio, like, the radio, uh, people on the radio was playing that shit back to back. When he dropped it, they played that shit back to back. Like I said, like, the way we started, it, it pretty much like had people fucked up. Like they was fucked up. Like, I don't know, man. He was injecting these people with something, man. The music <laughs> was like some type of heroin. So I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. It was scary, bro, to see people act, like react the way to that music. It was, it was and, and for me to be like a big part of that era at the time, like that, sh- that shit scared the hell out of me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. Uh, didn't Drake end up on the remix to it yeah, too? Drake, and this was before Drake, Drake was Drake. J- yeah, Drake. Drake actually, that was the official version of the song. So they didn't do a remix. That okay. was the official version of the song when he hopped on it. But I guess I don't know um, what happened with the video and all of that. I, after that, it just became like I don't know. Stain yeah. was just moving so fast at that point. I always fucked with the song uh, Deeper Than the Notion, man. Right. Because it was like so different at the time, man. Right. What were you going through when you made that beat first? Man, I don't even know, bro. I don't even know. At the time, like it like like people like don't really understand like how the how this music industry works and how like I was still like at the bottom at the time. But you know, like due to Due to how you get paid and everything like that, 
you know, all of that takes time and that's a process. Yeah. So when you, people hearing all of this stuff, like I was still like, like in that, in that mind frame, I'm still at the bottom. Like, so I'm like making like some of the best shit at the time. And on top of that, I had like a lot of, a lot of obstacles I was going through personally. So I guess, you know what I mean? I was making like a lot of pain music, you know, like I was just producing a lot of pain stuff. So. Yeah. Were you cooking these beats up on the spot for them or were you already having them ready? Um, at the time, I would, I would do some on the spot. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I would, um, most of them, I had them on the spot. I, I would, you know, they, he would already have them um, ready to go, you know what I mean? And like I said, like the, the, the chemistry we had, bro, it wasn't even really much talking, bro. Like we was talking, you know, we, we interacting and everything, but it's like when we get in that studio and I play a beat for him, it's like, it's work time. It's, it's like, and we not even talking to people looking at us like, man, what the fuck wrong with these? They ain't even talking. Like he just, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I guess it's just the, it's just the chemistry we got. Like, and we ain't even got to talk for real. Like, y'all gonna hear it. Like, y'all gonna, we gonna speak through this. Yeah. Do you have a personal favorite song that you and Pluto did? Um, My Savages. I was gonna say, that's probably yeah, my, my favorite one too, yeah. 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 That shit still going like, when you turn that on, everybody, it's like it's a whole new song. It's like one of those songs that just never dies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you go to the club, man, it go up. And I've been in different states and heard it, and they react to it the same way, if not bigger. You know what I mean? It's a big reaction. So just to be able to go hundreds of miles away from my state to hear it in another state, and they had the same reaction, if not a big one, man, it, it just lets you know how powerful, like, that, that era was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's powerful, dog. Like, we was making some real powerful music, and... It took for me, it took a while for me to really understand and look at it and be like, man, you know what I mean? Like, we really did something like, like that. Like, yeah. I know one thing a lot of producers struggle with is when do I need to get like management and a lawyer? So at what point did you realize, all right, I need to get some representation for myself? Hmm. I, I honestly say, man, to, to, to up and coming producers, bro, like, learn the music business. You know, you don't necessarily have to have a manager. Like, I didn't have a manager. I got, I knew, I, I ran into all these people, like, even now with Rodway, all these people, but they all hit me up on my phone. So, I didn't have no manager connecting anything for me. It was basically, I built my name up, I marketed myself, and I have a huge respect in the industry. So, you know, I could go to uh, LA or, you know, go in the office and they know my name and they have respect for me. So, you know, you build your name up in the game and, and you and you do good business, man. You not no, you not no asshole, no no Hollywood motherfucker, man. You you going it's gonna take you a long way, you know. Just um, cause a lot of these guys, man, rappers and producers, man, they get a hit and they think they all that. Mm -hmm. But shit, the industry and these these people, these A and R's and these people that give you these deals, they don't care about what you did. They want to know what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you know to. You, to have an arrogant attitude and be Hollywood, man, that don't take you nowhere. It don't get you nowhere. So, you know, I always stay humble and, you know, I always keep good relationships with all the artists that I deal with, you know. So, 
to have a lawyer like i say to get a lawyer you know if you're doing a big deal and it's like worth millions of dollars then you need a lawyer you need legal representation but for the small stuff like placing a record on an album you don't really necessarily need a lawyer to really look over something that's standard you know what i mean you can you can you can um educate yourself you know that's the main thing educate yourself producer artist songwriter whoever just you know read you know and ask or you know um develop relationships with people that have the expertise in this game you know and get the knowledge from them take them out to eat learn something you know what i mean <laughs> so that's what i did i got mentors so mr okay. hunter he's my mentor so at the uh, mr willie hunter he's my mentor he's my business partner too so I ended up learning the game at an early age because like all this stuff happened to me at, when I was like 17, 18 years mm -hmm. old. So I'm so young and all this stuff happening so fast. And for me to really process everything at a young age was kind of hard. It was very hard for me to process and to be making money like that. Like it was hard for me, bro, like to be young like that. So I had to have somebody older to really like keep me grounded and teach me. You know what I mean? So, I, so you know, he's my business partner, Mr. Willie Hunter. Yeah, I yeah. ended up learning the game for him, but I ain't need no manager. I feel like, like it's free money at the, in the beginning. They getting free money off you in, in the <laughs> beginning. Like a, a manager only should come in. This is my opinion. When things are really too much for the actual person to handle, like when things get too big for you, then you need some somebody that you can really trust in your corner that can that can help you with that. Yeah. But other than that, stuff that you can really handle that's really all in your control. You don't need nobody. You just need to know the game. Yeah. Was it easy for you to hit up the artists? Like, all right, this is what I need for the beats then. To hit up the artists. Because um, a lot of this stuff was coming out on mixtapes, man. So it right. wasn't, you know, it wasn't no streaming services. Right, yeah, at the time. Most of these artists weren't signed at the time. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and that was a time, like that time, like that, that, that would really show them, like, who was really going to make the hits and who wasn't. Because shit, shoot. It was like you said, it was no streaming, no streaming at all. So you can't really depend on like now nah, you can you don't even have to have a hit on the radio to make twenty, thirty thousand dollars a quarter, forty thousand dollars a quarter, whatever. You really had to make a hit back then. So oh, yeah. we was really making hits on the radio. <laughs> so, you know, you really you really had to really do it, you know, but now I really had to understand like like how Zaytova came up, him and Gucci Man, like you stick with a, a producer, I mean, an artist, that's how you really gonna really generate that revenue that you want at that time. Mm -hmm. But now, like, you can make two songs on dirt shit and you, oh, you, 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 you straight. <laughs> you out of here. You good. You ain't gotta worry. You can sit back and be happy for the whole four, five years. You can sit <laughs> back and be, you know, do whatever you want, travel, whatever. But not, at that time, you really had to make songs. Like, you really had to, you really had, them shits had to be on a radio. For, for it to really make sense for you. Nah, definitely, man. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so did you lock in with uh, Scooter through Future, or how did you meet Scooter? And I ended up meeting him at the same time. Okay. I actually, we was actually in Studio Lab the other day. Um, me, he, me, him, and No Cap, we was actually working on some stuff. Oh, shit. Like two, three days ago. So I ended up meeting Scooter through, you know, at the same time. Scooter, man, if he ever took this shit serious, like 100%, he'd man, be out of he's, here, man. Right, bro. Right. I ain't never really had that talk with him like that. I ain't never really just talked to him like that, but for real, for real. Cause he's got so many hits, man. He do. He yeah. do. He do. He got a lot. He got a lot. Shoot, we was, like I said, we was cooking on some shit the other day. You know what I mean? But I don't know what he doing. I, I called him earlier. 
but um, I don't know what he's doing. I, I, I'm I'm gonna see because we really like you said we we really need to make that happen for real. For real. No, definitely. Because he got the platform, he got the fans. Oh yeah. So all he gotta do is just be like just put it out. Mm-hmm. Real shit. Mm-hmm. So K Camp cut her off, man. Right. What, what was the creative process in this one? Man, um, I hit him up on um on the internet. We you know we all we had met each other before, but we really didn't like exchange numbers or none of that. So I hit him up on um What, Twitter probably? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I hit him up on Twitter. Cause at the time I don't think Instagram was really doing nothing like that. It was still new at the time. So I hit him up and I sent the beat to him. I sent him a few beats, but I, I think what what he had out that time? At the time, I think Money Baby, I believe, mm-hmm. was going. And um I sent him the beat. I didn't even really get in the studio with him. And then he sent it back to me. And he sent the song back. And next thing you know, that shit was everywhere. Like, it was everywhere. It didn't even take a month, I don't think. It was, <laughs> that was it a took huge hit, 30 man. days for real. So, um, that was it, pretty much. I sent the beat to him, boom, it was over. I didn't even think, like, bruh, like, I don't know, man. I guess it's just the, the time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. As soon as I gave him that beat, bro, he sent it back to me. Um, it was over. It was a wrap. Yeah. Uh, you were with Dobie early on. Did he reach out right. to you, or how did that come right. about? Right. Uh, I was doing a lot of work with Alley Boy at the time. Okay. That's my dog, man. That's my dog, bro. <laughs> That's my dog. Um, Big Bank, both of them, bro. I was working with them in the right around the same time with Future, because a lot, like, when I was doing a lot of work for him, for Future, everybody wanted to get a beat from me. Oh, I'm sure. So, like, man, <laughs> you know, um, Grade A was um, Alley Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout so out Gra- to Grade A, man. Yeah, so shout out to Grade A. I don't know where he at. Shout out to Grade A, man. Uh, grade A was like, bro, I got to introduce you to um, somebody, man. You know, he from my hometown, bro. I, I need, I, you need to lock in with him. I'm like, no, shoot, I put it, put it together. He said, I'm finna put him on the phone right now. That's how I ended up linking with Dobie. Hmm. Grade A, shout out to Grade A, man. Yeah. Um, did you ever get in the studio with Doe? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. We ended up um, doing some stuff on, this, what's the project, Trap Life? Trap Life, yeah. Yeah, that's when I, like, we was doing a lot of work then. And after that, he got, he started blowing up. So you know how it is when you, when you, when a person, you know, they're getting. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again, because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. They're getting big. You know, they're all over the place. So we, we kept in touch a lot up until, what, 
What was the last album he did for us? He passed. It was, I think, it was right before the last album. The he Baby did. Jesus. I think so. Yeah. Yep. I ended up seeing him at Dark Studios, and we was chopping it up and putting it, put some stuff together. And I, yeah, he passed right after that. Yeah. yeah. Long live though, man. Yeah, he was sure. he was on his way yeah, to be one was, of the greatest. Yeah, man. For sure, for sure. Very oh. talented dude, man. Yeah. Gone too soon, bro. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite records is yours is that Lucci Heartless with uh, Rick Ross. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, shout out to Luke, bro. Um, he was doing a lot of work with Cinco, so you know we ended up um, linking together, you know, around that time because I was doing a lot of Cinco work. So a lot of, you know, they want some of that heat too. So come <laughs> on, get it, like, you know. But um, that that process was pretty much the same. Like, you know, we all over the place you know i'm all over the place he all over the place so i ended up sending it to him okay you know i ended up sending it to him and shoot that was it <laughs> this was a hit man right yep. <laughs> right and i'm not like in a physically in there so you know i'm sending it to him boom send it back next thing you know it's over with yeah. that shit still playing on the radio to this day like you go in the club and hear it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you like that's timeless, timeless music shit. right there, man. You know what I mean? So that's that's my goal. Like when I'm my 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 process, man. Like when I'm in the studio, I want to be able to make something that's gonna last forever, bro. That's my that's my mindset. Every time I create, I want to be able to like I want every last one of these need to be like you know what I mean the ones that's gonna you gonna hear for the rest of your life. Like yeah. That's my goal. That's my aim. That's that's how I create. Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. Uh, you worked with a lot of Chicago artists. Of course, everyone knows Dirk, but Little you also Dirk. worked with Fredo right. and Chief Keith. Man, how'd that all come about? Um, how did I end up linking with Chief Keith? Um, SD. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh yeah, that's SD. He was right? hard, man. Okay, SD. He lives here now. Yeah. Yeah, SD lives here now, and uh, I guess they didn't want him to like be you know, tucking me like that, so they hit me up. And um, they all hit me up, and um, shoot, that's how I ended up linking with all of them. They all, hit, like these guys, they all hit me up directly, so. Okay. Did you get in the studio with Keith and Fredo, or um, was that something you just mailed, emailed to them? I think, not 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 Keith, I think I, I've been in with Fredo a couple times. Yep. Yeah. Well, not Keith, Keith was all over, he was, Shoot, he was all over the place. Like at that time when he dropped, like oh, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Like you couldn't really, you know what I mean? You couldn't really get a handshake from Key. He was so, <laughs> he was all over the place. He was getting booked like crazy. So, yeah. you know, it was like it was a hard time to really just get him confined. Like sit right here. Like nah, he he getting booked. <laughs> so when did you start to build this relationship with Dirk, man? Um, DJ Bands, DJ Bands. He um, I think. Did Dirk move to LA first? I'm not sure. But I know when he came here, he moved, he was here uh, for good. And Bands hit me up. He was like, bro, we here. Like, you know, bro, wanna, um, he want to get in with you. You know, he want to um, lock in. So um, we ended up meeting at Main Street Studios. Okay. And um, that was it. That was some years ago. That was probably what, about maybe what, seven years ago? Oh, shit. I've been knowing him for a while, so it's been about seven years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up doing, what was that? Science, what is it? Science to the Streets, I think. Mm-hmm. That was the first first actual song we we, we did um, together. 
I think. And um, so we just locked in. We stayed in touch. Me and Dirt, you know, got numbers and stuff. And Josh, Josh, um, turn me up, Josh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we was all, like, Josh was pretty much, like, doing all his engineering. Mm -hmm. So when I met Josh, he, um, he was here strictly just to do that. But he ended up converting that over into, you know, making beats and producing. So, you know, we was all, like, together and, you know, he was making beats for Dirk. And, shoot, I was helping him out for, you know, for a little while, too. Yeah. And, um. Shoot out the rest is it, bro. You know what I mean? Shoot, now, Dirk's out of here now. But heat made, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I was right there. I was actually with him last night. We was in the studio last night. That's it. Yep, working on that album, bro. We got some, we got some cold ones on there. We put some cold shit together. Oh, that's gonna be major, some right there. Some cold shit, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. So what's your creative process like now? Man, now. I gotta make as many as I can, like <laughs> to keep up with that to demand. To keep up with the demand, because, <laughs> bro, like it be hard, like, and, and the artists, some artists don't understand. Like, I got, um, I be so burnt out sometimes because I have to make, <laughs> like, um, my boy Johnny C. He like, that's my dog. That's my dog. Shout out to Johnny C, bro. Like, um, we'll get in, and sometimes I be so burnt out, like making a beat for him, you know what I mean? Man, and it just, I don't know, I, I just have to make as many as I can, bro. <laughs> but he get me, he, 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 he gives me that, Johnny C, he gives me that, that feel that Cinco gave me years ago. You know what I mean? He'll get in there, he'll interact with me, boop, 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 boop. This is what I want, this is what I want. You know, so it get me back in that mode, you know, when I'm having those like dry moments to where I don't want to make none or I'm burnt out. He get me back into that mode to where it's like, okay, you know, it's like um, a burst of inspiration, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's been some of your keys to, you know, remaining relevant in this industry for over 10 yeah. years? Man, like, Cause that's like, really hard to do, man. Right, man. You just got, like I said, man, you just gotta, a lot of these guys, producers, they introverts. They don't want to talk to people. They don't like to talk to people. They don't like, they, they, get, a, they get a hit, they get posted up. You know what I mean? They act like they just, like, bro, you got one hit. Like, <laughs> sit down, like, somewhere, bro. Like, calm down. You know what I mean? Like, bro, relax. It's one hit. Like, nobody cares, for real. You know, once you start making two and three, then they're going to pay attention. You start making more, then they're going to give you your respect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just got this one right now, but when it's wave over, nobody going to care. You know what I mean? You just relax. You know, you got to be humble, man, and, um, you know, just network, build relationships, just be a cool person, you know what I mean? And you, you want to be rememberable. You want people to remember you, you know, oh, and, and remember good things, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, okay, he's a, he, he a good dude, like, you know, because a lot, because people have, like, this first impression on people who, who are famous and have levels of fame, they always think we assholes, so they already feel like, oh, uh, he's about to do some bullshit, or he, you know, people already had that first impression of us. Like they already perceive us as being like assholes or somebody that's Hollywood, you know. So you want to give, you want to be a good, humble person and work hard and, and and build up, you know, build your name up, build that catalog up that you know people gonna respect, you know. And I'm just thankful to even have like, you know, the opportunities I had and still have, you know what I mean. Um, 
and that's why people, I, I'm guessing, still, you know, they hit me up directly. Like, I don't even want to talk to nobody. I want to talk to Will. Yeah, like, no I'm going to hit man. Will up. Man. I don't want to go through nobody. You know, I want to I wanna hit Will up, bro. I'm going to hit Will, see what Will talking about. So, I guess, you know, me just being who I am, you know what I mean, and just being able to just give people what they want mm-hmm. and give, like, just being able to just have, like, like, Rod Wave, like, we have direct relationship. Like, he'll hit me up, I text him, he texts me, however we call, whatever, you know, to be able to just have that relationship, he hit me up, like, bro, I need some of that shit you get, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, shoot, you just gotta work hard, bro, and, and, and people gonna respect that, no matter who, I don't care who they are, bro, they gonna, if they like it, they gonna, they gonna get to you to, to get what, what they like. Yeah. So, I just say, I just encourage, like, hard work, you know, you, you work hard, man, and you're not no asshole. You know, people gonna respect that. People gonna, people are gonna gravitate towards that. And, you know, you just, you do good business with people. Mm-hmm. Just do good business, man, and don't be no, don't be no, no asshole, man. Just keep it, just keep it 1,000 and just be humble. You know what I mean? Like nephew, 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 like nephew, that, that's my dog, bro. Like he, one of the most humble dudes, like, that I, that I ran across in this game, bro. Like, when I first met him, bro. <laughs> when I first met him, man, this man had 50,000 in the float and he was lean out, bro. I don't know if he told you. <laughs> no. Like, the first day I meet nephew, bro, it's 50,000 on the float and he, he, he leaned out like he sleep. I'm like, man, this man got $50,000 in cash on the floor and he sleep. <laughs> and this is the first time I meet you, bro. You don't even know me, you know what I mean? But I ain't even that type of person to do yeah. no dumb shit like that, man. Cause shit, we, you know, we gonna get When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Get it out of mud at the end of the day. But, man, nephew, one of the most realest niggas I know. Like, he'll put me in the room with anybody, you know what I mean, give me any type of game, you know what I mean? He'll tell you, like, he not one of those yes men. He gonna tell you what it is. He gonna tell you, nah, Will, you, nah, Will, you fucking up. Nah, you doing some bullshit, Will. Nah, he, you know, he, he, he. He real when it, at the end of the day when it comes to that. I feel like money or no money, like he gonna still be who he is. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, that's, that's another thing too. A lot of these people, they get into, in these positions and, you know, they be on so, they, they change. Like, why? You know what I mean? So I just say, man, just be humble, man, and work hard. Yeah. That's, and that's gonna take you, that's gonna take you very far. No, that, that's some solid advice right there, man. Yeah. So I got to ask about this recent IG post you threw up, man. You said, okay. this music shit, not even fun anymore. Bro, it's man. not. What changed, man? Why isn't it fun anymore? Man, the beef. Like, the beef, it's a lot of beef. And, shoot, you taking the risk just going, getting in the studio with them. Like, man, it, man, shoot. Like I said, name a studio in Atlanta that don't have, that have, that don't have a bullet hole in it. Like, man, all these studios in the city, they got at least one or one or half a bullet in that motherfucker. Like, they do, man. Like, man, I ain't even gonna speak on it. has been some, some situations I've seen in the studio and shit get crazy. Like, I ain't even gonna speak on it, but 
it's 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 it studio supposed to be a safe zone where you wanna you know you wanna let out certain things that you have on your mind you know you may be feeling a certain way man i'm gonna go to the studio and i'm gonna you know what i mean i'm gonna get this off my mind this the studio is not a war zone like you know we go play call of duty on, on online like this shit like call of duty in real life like man we supposed to be in here recording and making music like it's just like and then just being able to like just seeing like all the artists passing like Dolph, man just seeing like dirt just you know he just lost you know a lot of people bro like that shit and it's it's not really i don't know i can't how can i say it is that really do you really attach that to the rap or is the media attaching that to the rap uh, yeah i'm not too sure that could go so you know but 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 dirt you know he's a rapper so you know i guess they're gonna attach it to him you know what I mean? But that had nothing to do with no rap shit. I don't know. But with Dolph and all of that, like, it's crazy, bro. Like, it's crazy. Just being a, like, going to the studio and thinking, man, man, I got to, you got a strap, bro? Like, <laughs> like my, my dog, Abby, all the time, well, you got your strap on? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, for sure. You know, because you got to be, like, it's sad that you have to be in a setting like that and have to be ready for some shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... It's just not fun in that in that way, cause cause shoot, I'm used to pulling up to the studio, enjoying the moment. Like I don't even stay in the studio long now. Like I pull up to the studio maybe what 30, 40 minutes an hour maybe. If I'm not if I'm having to stand around, I'm not finna stand around. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. If I'm not working, I ain't I ain't gonna be that long. Yeah. So. It ain't fun, bro. It's, it, it, it's taking the fun. The beef has taken the fun out of this shit. And it just, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody wants to, I don't know. Is it pride? Is it ego? What is it? Like, I don't know. I think, the, I think it is. That's what I think it is. Pride, bro. People's pride in a way. And it's a lot, it's a lot at stake. You know what I mean? People got families and shit, kids mm-hmm. and shit. I think niggas should just, you know, agree to disagree. Yeah. And put put that shit to the side. Okay, you know I don't fuck with you, but you know we got kids. You know what I mean? We we both got shit to lose. So we you stay over there, I'm stay over here. Just don't fuck with me. I ain't gonna fuck with you. You know I think people just need to have them conversations, bro. And I don't think them conversations is being had. Yeah, we lost too many good ones. Yeah, too year, many, man. bro. Like too many. And I think and a lot of it is over hate too. You know, hate, jealousy, envy. People envy. You know, people close to you. You know, they they get envious, man, and they um. They feel like you, they feel like you shouldn't be in that position. But who's to say that they shouldn't be in that position? Like, you, could, if you work just as hard as he did, you can be there too. You know, and people feel like they don't have that ability, bro. And it's sad, bro, for the, the the mentality of people. You know what I mean? I think pride, ego, hate, envy, all of that is all in one and confusing. It's just people just confused, bro. And these, it's a lot of shit. <laughs> we go on and on about that. No, that's real. But it's just it's just sad that I have to like, shit, I gotta have a chopper in the trunk and my pistol on me to just be at the studio just in case it, it, the, the situation get out of hand. I got a bigger gun for it. The bigger the, the problem, the bigger the gun. So it's just it's just sad to even having to have to have be in that mind frame when I'm going to a place that I love to be in. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I said that. No, that's understandable, man. All right, so what's next for Will of Fool, man? Can, I, I know you probably can't even talk about our common placements because you don't even know if they're ever going to come out. <laughs> right. Um, I've been working on this Roddy album. 
Roddy Rich supposed to be coming out on what the seventeenth. Seventeenth, right? Yep. Yeah. Finally on announced Dirk's it. New album yep. right now. Working on Rod's new album right now. Um, I just linked in with No Cap. I literally just met him the other day. Really? You know what I mean? We just not we put some shit together. Um, I got these guys back here, right? You know what I mean? Should we we try? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get they trying to get them back in back in back on the um on the assembly line, man. They ain't, they 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 been out of commission. My boy Big, he he back there. He doing his thing too. Um, Johnny C, Johnny C, man. He not here right now, but um, shouts out to Johnny C. That's my dog. Um, and I'm really, I'm really, I'm really trying to like put something together like with produce. I want, I don't want a whole lot of producers. I want like one or two that I could really just get my hands on. I haven't found them yet though. Hmm. I got one that I'm working with right now, but I need like two more that I really wanna just put, you know what I mean? Just grab them like this and just, however, like if you got somebody, like we could just put it together, like boom. You know, I got a whole, you know, uh, what you call it, uh, network of artists that I, that I deal with, so it's gonna be easy to place records, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just wanna be able to build a couple more producers, you know what I mean, and just really, just have like, have them under my wing in a way. Not even just saying like on some legal stuff, like contract-wise, like to just be like a mentor to them, really showing the game and really just, you know what I mean, like mold them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I dig that. Yeah, shout out to you like to get before we wrap it up here, Will. Oh man, shouts out to my team, Willow Fool Music. Shouts out to these guys back here. Hey, shouts out to you, man. Shouts out to Dirty Glove, man. We off the porch, dog. Um, shouts out to um, shouts out to uh, all the artists that I'm working with right now, up and coming, and that's that's already there. Um, shouts out to everybody. <laughs> shouts out to everybody. Told my cousin I'm a superstar Cause all around the world they know who we are Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.